special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talkin they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Yes, Mike Washington is back in the building. Charles, can you believe it? I see him. I see him. Look at him right over there. Look at that. Man, Mike Washington some... back in the building. Right on. Wait, welcome back, brother. <laughs> I, think I, it's, I think it's some AI, artificial <laughs> intelligence. You, you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> Back from assignment. <laughs> Never mind. It's not AI. He's back with the same wit and everything, so it worked out uh, perfectly. Uh, as Charles jumps out in there, we'll bring him back shortly in terms of what that looks like. But, Mike, as we're doing that, I want to say welcome to episode 480. Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, a show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Caville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, filming from our home studios, and sending a signal live to KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer. That's Mr. Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. That being said, man, this first week of deaning, as we like to call it from this perspective at the highest level, you know, worked as the associate dean for a number of years now and um, had a chance to even step in on an acting uh, framework. But now, interim, first week, so far, so good. I'm still here. So I'm still breathing. Well, I'm in front of y'all. So we've made it so far. So far, so Well, Doc, you, you're still in the thunder because we want to congratulate you on the, on the appointment. Uh, in terms of being the interim dean. So uh, we want to give you your kudos in, in terms of 
uh, the, the new appointment in terms of being the, the interim dean over there at the College of Education. So congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate yes. it. Absolutely. Got to give you your flowers now, brother, man. Congratulations. Long overdue. Well-deserved. Man, You could, now you can let me borrow 50 cents and buy, and buy me a drink. <laughs> uh, cough, uh, coffee. Uh, uh, I, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Something is wrong with the signal. The AI has got the oh, signal going. Yeah. It's being repetitive. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we get a chance to celebrate tomorrow. So I look forward to it. As we do, I do. And uh, I encourage all the folks out there to celebrate each other uh, in regards to this opportunity of the world is uh, in disarray in some ways. Uh, but as we deal with that and try to uh, hopefully change it for the better, it's also important that we celebrate each other in the various ways because nothing is promised. So with that being said, let's get into some HBCU news. I'm going to go back to the old drawing board. I'm going to go to Charles, let Charles kick it off. Since Mike has been a little tardy these days, I'm going to make him wait a little more. <laughs> well, let's start things off for HBCU basketball teams are ranked in the Division II polls, and this is from the Charlotte Observer. Total of four HBCU women's basketball programs from the CIAA and the SIAC are rated among the best in Division II basketball. A pair of CIAA schools, Fayetteville State and Virginia State, are ranked in the D2CSC Atlantic Regional Poll, despite suffering losses over this past weekend. Fayetteville State is currently tied for third with Fairmont State of the Mountain East Conference, both teams tip off the week with records of 14-2, and two, uh, and very interesting. I'm sure we'll get into talking about it, but uh, Fayetteville State, after losing 63-53 to Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte this past Saturday, uh, it was ranked second in its previous week's poll. And Virginia State is ranked fifth in the region with a record of 15-2. It dropped from the number three spot in the region after falling to its rival, Virginia Union, 70 to 56 on Saturday. Uh, there are also two HBCUs in the South region uh, ranked as well, both of them in the SIAC. Kentucky State and Miles are both ranked in the region. Uh, Kentucky State is ranked number seven in the region with a record of 13 and two. Just behind it is Miles College with a record of 13 and one. And get this also, Savannah State receiving votes. So uh, big news in terms of some uh, HBCUs getting some national recognition. Good stuff, particularly on the women's side. They're up in there on the men's side as well. But, uh, man, it was a tough weekend this week for Benedict. As yeah. They go down on Saturday, then they come back and lose another one. Uh, Morehouse uh, gets it done as, as they running around here, and you're like, okay, it's time to see that. And Elwood Waters dumps on somebody as they get it done. So a topsy-turvy in the top of the SIEC, particularly in that Eastern Division. It's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Uh, Clark Atlanta is in the mix in a little bit. Uh, I see Charles at the golf cart in hip hop. I see. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody ask in the chat, "What is that on on there? Golf art? Yeah, hip hop? I like it. sweatshirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty dope. That's oh, pretty that's dope. nice. I, I need to get one of those, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Shout out to my sister-in-law. Now, now all of a sudden, Mike wants to act like he golfs a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to get a hookup on one of them shirts. Uh, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Mike, we just need you to slow down on all that work with your assignments, man. We got you on enough assignment. Now you want another assignment to go get the shirt. Slow down, man. Slow down. Take a breath. 
just taking it easy, bro. I'm just taking it easy, man. There you go. <laughs> let, me, let me do me. <laughs> he said, let me do me. Yeah, I'm going to let you do me. Go ahead and give us some other HBCU updates. Well, I'm a little bit rusty, so I don't know if I'm a little bit behind, but I, you know, I've been catching up on tweets or whatever. Uh, excuse the voice. I've been a little under the weather as well. Um, did we talk about the HBCU alumni from the Detroit Tigers who just been recently named or received uh, NFL honors? Have we talked about that gentleman, Mr. No, uh, Brad ahead. Holmes? Go for it. Yeah, uh, Detroit Executive Vice President and General Manager Brad Holmes uh, been making moves with the Lions. So they had their their basically their first division title since 1993. Uh, he's been named 2023 NFL Executive of the Year. So when you know, as we move into basketball season, a lot of these awards keep coming. He attended North Carolina AT and directed the Lions, the Lions return to a division title and the NFC's number three seed in 2023. Uh, and a lot of the moves, a lot of the personnel that they had were attributed to this gentleman and this gentleman alone. So uh, they were six and three on the road, tying a franchise road record. Uh, they were 12 and five overall, had one of the top defenses, one of the top running games. So kudos to this North Carolina A&T Aggie, Mr. Brad Holmes, general manager, vice president for the Detroit Lions on the NFL executive of the year. Oh, that's big news, big news. You know, I no longer watch the NFL, but I can always get behind when HBCU alum are getting it done and certainly getting it done in that manner. I will say this, though, when you talk about the NFL, uh, Detroit, all those fans up there, <laughs> mighty pain. If they find a way to be San Francisco, Lord, have mercy. Oh, it's going to oh, get really fancy up there. You're talking about them gator shoes. They're going to be all over the place. Man, I, I saw a picture of some 1980, some some soulful pimps, and they said they already got the Super Bowl attire out. <laughs> now, now, think about this. On the other side, obviously, the prohibited favorite in a lot of ways is Baltimore. You're talking about two predominantly black cities being in. That oh, would man. be entertaining as well because they would come out the woodworks uh, with Baltimore and Detroit playing in the Super Bowl. That would get a little interesting in a lot of different ways. Well, we're going to park it right there in terms of talking a little NFL. We can do that too, but that's not what we decide to do. It's certainly not something that I'm going to put a lot of time in. But academically, I like this. St. Augustine's professor creates content platform for HBCU athletic programs from the HBCU sports. St. Augustine's Professor Mark Jonas, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, took note of the struggles not only at his institution, but also several others that they were facing in terms of content creation and promotion. He created a viable solution. Uh, he created Schoolcast, a platform that HBCUs can use to publish and monetize content, creating revenue streams for sports programs, and the university. High school sports programs can use Schoolcast as well. Quote, over the last five years I've spent teaching and coaching at SAU. I've had the opportunity to see the challenges that small HBCUs face, particularly as they relate to funding and resource required to launch new initiatives and programs, end quote. Jonna said, an idea and a platform that Schoolcast provides the opportunity to kill several birds with one stone. We can create a new hands-on learning opportunity in a real sports-related startup 
while at the same time generating potential new revenue sources for the school and creating a model and process by which we can launch future initiatives, end quote. Love it when HBCU's minds become innovative, creative, and get things done. Shout out uh, to the professor there. Got to find a way to catch up with him. I got to ask him a little more what that looks like. Uh, but that's fascinating when you talk about uh, HBCU's professors there at that level creating new ways uh, to get things done. So keep on the lookout for school cats. But that being said, let me go back to you, Charles. What else is on your mind? Yeah, well, this is breaking news coming in this afternoon. Benedict College has a new head football coach uh, as Ron Dickerson Jr. will now take over the Benedict program. Uh, and this is coming to us uh, from the, the state, South Carolina-based newspaper by way of HBCU Sports. So he will be formally uh, introduced at a Thursday press conference. He replaces Chennis Berry, who left the program to take the head coaching job at South Carolina State. But, of course, we know uh, Ron Dickerson Jr., he has some stops uh, uh, within HBCUs. Not only uh, uh, has he coached uh, HBCUs, he coached specifically Morgan State and Jackson State. So uh, comes with some experience coming over to the Benedict Tiger program. So uh, kudos to Benedict. They've named their new head football coach, Ron Dickerson Jr. Man, he comes into a strong program that's really taken the next step over the last two years on fascinating. I'm going to take it back a little bit. I'm going to show how long I've been in the game. I remember covering Ron Dickerson Sr. Mm. when he was coaching at Alabama State for a while. That's many, many moons uh, for those that have come on scene lately. Uh, they'd be like, who, what? Did he really? Yes, go check out the record books. I remember being out there doing that. And here we go. His son is back in the game as the head coach at Benedict College. Fascinating. Hope to see him do well because I think that would be a unique perspective to talk about father-son duo coaching at HBCU. Mm. With that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What else is on your plate? Well, looks like the Atlanta Braves are going to host the fourth annual, what, Ralph Garbill Lucas baseball uh, HBCU Baseball Classic, March 1st through 2nd uh, from Allen, Georgia. Dot, uh, and that's from AllenGeorgia.com. So the Braves will host their fourth annual weekend series between two HBCU baseball uh, programs in this classic, the two. Two-game series will be played at Cool Ray Field. I like the way that sounds. Cool Ray. <laughs> I, I just want – I like the way that rolls off. Cool Ray Field. Home of the Braves, uh, AAA affiliate, uh, the Gwinnett Strippers uh, – Stripers, I'm sorry. Uh, March 1st through 2nd, Grandma State University will take on Florida A&M, uh, the alma maters of uh, Braves Hall of Famers, Ralph Gar and uh, Bill Lucas. It's designed to highlight baseball programs at historically black colleges and universities in the Southeast. The showcase provides an opportunity to expose student athletes, support staff, and coaches to a major league setting. FAMU took two of the three game series as a Gremlin <coughs> versus Gremlin State in 2023. The inaugural series took place in 2021. The Braves will honor Mr. Gar and Mr. Lucas's legacy with an on-the-field presentation on Friday, March 1st. Throughout the weekend, fans are invited to create their own a baseball card. Build my own baseball card. You know I got my own baseball card anyway, so I'm gonna get another one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so first pitch is slated at 5 p.m. on Friday, March 1st. Go out and check it, folks. If you got a chance, this is really good stuff. So Good stuff. Quickly before we go in this break, I got to tease Charles a little bit. 
Southern University Human Jukebox voted 2020 <laughs> HBC Sports Band of the Year. I saw that. I it saw just, that. And then and the championship was against Jackson State. That's why I want to mess with y'all. It just came in. I, saw I mean, that. you're talking about being oh. right on the tip of championships. It just ain't been that way in a while. But I want to shout out Ken Rashad because uh, yeah. he put his money where his mouth is in terms of awarding it. $2,500 donation goes to the band. Uh, with that being said, uh, as according to HBCSports.com, those that voted on the 2023 HBC Sports Band of the Year, champion is none other than the human jukebox of Southern, as they get it done with a 65% to 34%, 17,000 votes to just under 10,000 votes, uh, if you would, uh, for Southern over Jackson State. So we'll take our first break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll get into some Additional dialogue. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this first break. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented always Ultra Thin's. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesler and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into some of this basketball talk uh, as we do that. Um, we're going to do with the major division, mid-majors, some matchups for this weekend. I want to see where y'all go. Shivery's not dead, so we'll start with the women in terms of the SWAC. Some of these matchups, we touched on a little bit, but I want to go deeper into it in terms of these matchups. Uh, let me go down the list before we specifically – I see what direction uh, you want to take in this move. We have uh, Alcorn State, the Lady Braves on the road in Tallahassee with the FAMU. 
You have Jackson State is on the road to Bethune-Cookman as the Mississippi schools take the Florida road trips. You have Mississippi Valley on the road to Gramlin and Pine Bluff of Southern as Valley and Pine Bluff respectively stay in Louisiana. Then you have the Alabama schools going to Texas. That's Alabama A&M, Texas Southern on Saturday, Alabama State on Prairie View. Obviously, that flips big game, big weekend, six matchups in terms of what's going on. Before I go to you first, Charles, let me break down the records for those, uh, just uh, the top six, if you would, uh, in terms of those that are in the mix here. Starting with Alabama A&M Bulldogs, they're in a four-way tie with the next three teams, which are Arkansas, Palm Bluff, Golden Lions, Bethune, Cookman, Wildcats, and Southern Jaguars that are all at three and two early on the season. You have Gremlin Lady Tigers that are at four and one, and Jackson State is undefeated. Obviously, they're the new number one ranked team this week, Big Mike, in terms of Doctorville's inside the poll, uh, as Norfolk State dropped uh, a game this past weekend that surprised everybody as Howard at home, took it to the Lady Spartans up there. It was fascinating to match up. And we'll talk a little bit about the MEAC, uh, see what's going on, on that side. But before we do that, let me see what your thoughts are. I'm going to go uh, curveball. I'm going to go to you, Mike, first. So you, Charles, um, since uh, Mike has been nice to me. I'm going to see what your thoughts are, Mike, in terms of where are you saying the key matchups this weekend? Yeah, I, li- I like – I was looking through that earlier, and I like, first of all, the Alabama teams going to Texas. Yeah. Um, a couple of reasons, because you, you have about a million teams that are sitting at two and three and the other million are sitting at three and two, as you alluded to. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to make sure I got the, got this right. You've got, what is it? Uh, Alabama state and Alabama A&M is at three, three and two. two. Alabama A&M is the um, one at three and two. State is really having it done yeah, here three one and four. Yeah, state is the one that's one and four. So I didn't want to make, make sure I got that right. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting that Alabama AM really going going to Texas, uh playing Southern, who's I mean playing to uh TSU, who is two and four, and playing Prairie View, who's two and three. Um, you got the reason why I say that if you look at the cut, teams are five games in. Um and, and there's parity in the league. We talked about this. Around this time last year, I don't know if you both remember that we had a bunch of teams sitting at like three and whatever, and a bunch of teams sitting at this record. It'll be interesting to see how Alabama AM plays on the road. They're in fourth place. Uh they, you know, they have a what one game win streak. So I want to see how they play going on the road uh against the Texas team. Jackson State being number one, uh, I'm not really surprised. That they're back at number one, the number one spot. They have a five-game winning streak. Uh, I think that'll continue as well as they. Uh, who do you know? Who do they have? I think they have Bethune as well. Uh, so I, I expect them to go to Bethune and Florida A and M. So, but I w- I'd like to see how a team like Alabama and M, Alabama A goes when they got to go to Texas. This point in the season, that's the one that stands out. There are a few more, but that that kind of makes me scratch my head. The other one, if if you'll allow me, is is uh, I want to see how far Gramlin State they're at three they're on a three game mm. winning streak, so I want to see how far they can take it. They've shown a surprisingly this good early in the season. I want to see how good they can take it. So how well they can take it? They have Mississippi Valley coming up, I believe, and and then Pine Bluff. 
and uh, Pine Bluff is playing some surprisingly good ball. So I'd like to see how they go. Not not really against Valley, but more so against uh, Pine Bluff. Good stuff there, Mike. Uh, I'm fascinated when you talk about that three game win streak of Grambling, which included the big win over Southern Arrival, and obviously anybody coming in a game that's tough kept up with the season, could have saw Grambling winning the game, but they dominated Southern, uh, which was intriguing to me. So let me go to you, Charles, and get your side of, of these games and what's on your mind, what's taking place. I think the one that intrigues me most, I think uh, uh, Jackson State has been there. Everything is advertised, uh, but this is a big trip going to Florida, uh, and a team that has really turned my head has been Bethune-Cookman, uh, especially with that win on the road against UAPB, uh, knocking off that Zay Green-led team. Uh, big win on the road, and when you take a look at it, uh, they have a couple players to keep an eye on, especially uh, when you take a look at the team overall. Uh, they're one of the top defenses in the SWAC, and they have one of the top rebounders uh, in the SWAC as well with Kale Clark. And then uh, Chanel Wilson is also one of the top scorers in the conference, uh, going up against a formidable uh, Jackson State uh, offensive squad, one of the top offensive squads uh, in the conference. We know what Jackson State does well. They rebound like like no other. Uh, they get out in transition. They score that way. Second chance points. And, and now they got bench help as well. So uh, they, they are overall one of the better teams that we've watched thus far this season. Five-game win streak. But they take on the road. Hostile atmosphere. More gym. Uh, we, we sat around uh, one night watching the men's game. How, how Cronky gets up in up and more. So it uh, should be a fun matchup this weekend with Jackson State uh, going to Bethune-Cookman and taking on FAMU as well. Obviously, the game's on Monday flip, uh, so we won't jump in there because I want to go into MEAC, but that UAPB Grambling game on Monday is going to be fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. UAB comes yeah. in 8-10, probably has stumped their toe a little bit, uh, not inserted themselves in the conference as much as I'm sure they would like. But Grambling has surprised some folks and playing some really good basketball but I'm fascinating what that looks like. Can we see um, the Lady Golden Lions really push through and maybe start to ratchet it up? Uh, the expectations as where they came into the season, particularly how well they played in a lot of ways in the preseason. So I'm fascinated with that. But I want to talk a little bit about the MEAC and give you these matchups of what's taking place here. Howard at Morgan State, South Carolina State at Delaware State, North Carolina Central at Maryland Eastern Shore, and you have Coppin State at Norfolk. Uh, surprise. As in everybody in a lot of ways, is probably that Coppin State game. Coppin State is undefeated, 3-0. It's early, but they're 3-0 in Norfolk State. Again, they lost that road game to Howard. It's fascinating coming that game uh, on a uh, 2-1 record uh, in terms of that loss coming in the conference game against Howard. With that being said, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the MEAC key matchups here? That's going to be a good one, Coppin State at Norfolk. I think you touched on it. Uh, the question for me, can uh, Norfolk – uh, the, the way Norfolk plays defense, can Coppin State overcome that? Uh, you're talking about a, a Norfolk State team. Uh, they really beat you up on the offensive rebounds uh, with regards to offensive rebounds, almost 17 offensive rebounds per game. And then they have one of the top defenders uh, in the MEAC as well uh, when you're talking about Nia Fields, 45 steals thus far on the season. That's number one in the MEAC. So uh, Norfolk really gets after you on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be a tough for Coppin State to go in and get that W. Mike, what about you in terms of the MEAC? Man, I don't, I don't even want to talk about the MEAC. Man, seriously. Um, how you, how you, no, I, how I, you really feel? It's not nice. 
No, um, I, 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 find, I find it, I find it odd that you know, if you look at who's first place, you know, the leading scoring team is scoring sixty nine points a game, and Norfolk State's kind of in second, scoring about sixty seven. Maryland Eastern Shore, Delaware State, and then you see Coppin State down there. But right now, if you look at the if you look at the leaderboard this year, right now, this time, who's in first place? Coppin State. So, and uh, I'm looking at their stats, and you know, right, not a lot offensively jumps out. I haven't seen them play, to be honest. Uh, but there's a lot of defensive things that stand out to me. So I would be interested to see how they fare. You know, as they go against, you know, they've gotten they go off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, they, that's that's a very against Norfolk State, which is scoring higher offensively. So I'd like to see that game. That that's a classic matchup. That's the one that stands out to me if I'm looking at the stats. Charles, what do you say about the MIAC? Um, Do you, you fall in line with Mike, or are you going in a different direction? No, I mean, I, I think those are. The games that we talked uh, about, uh, I think Coppin uh, with the hot start, 2-0 thus far in conference play, going to Norfolk. Uh, Norfolk, uh, surprising loss that we didn't see coming uh, this past weekend. Uh, but I think that's I think that's the game that I'm really paying attention to in the MIAC. And then when you take a look at the, the, the road teams uh, in the SWAC, like I mentioned, Jackson State making their Florida trip. And then uh, – Taking a look at Monday night, UAPB and Grambling, uh, especially the way Grambling has looked thus far, uh, that that was a head turner last week in terms of what they did to Southern. That was shocking, in fact. Yeah. Well, they flipped on Monday, and uh, the way that the MIAC, you may not have caught it, they don't have necessarily a Monday series where they're at home Saturday and then home Monday. They actually flip and go on the road, even though they switch their opponents. So it gets interesting when you talk about Monday because you have Coppin uh, on Saturday, obviously, going to Norfolk. But then Coppin is at home on Monday against Howard, uh, which is the team we just talked about beating Norfolk. So Coppin has a big weekend where they can make a major statement to show that they are for real in terms of what takes place in the MIAC or they can fade out really fast. So it'll be fascinating to see what they get done. Uh, as you allude to in the matchups there. Uh, on the women's side, quickly, as you talk about uh, the poll rankings in a lot of ways for uh, the mid-major on the women's side, it's interesting in a lot of ways. No real ch- changes going on there in terms of the teams getting into it. A little updates in terms of those rankings for those women uh, in those directions, but uh, we'll take talk about that. A little bit of a mix there and get into it, but I do want to take our first break, come back on the other side, and get into some more talk about some HBC basketball. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. 
As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Let's go to the men's side, and we'll sneak in some updates with the independence, independence as we go through the MEAC and the SWAC. We're going to start with the MEAC in terms of these matchups. You have North Carolina Central at Maryland Eastern Shore, South Carolina State at Delaware State, Cotman State at Norfolk, and Howard at Morgan. That's the Saturday games. Think about the standings. On the women's side, you have Coppin State coming at 3-0. Well, not to be outdone on the men's side, Delaware State 3-0 as well. Fascinating when you talk about some of these matchups here. So I want to ask you, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts and what are key games that you're keeping your eyes on this weekend in the MEAC uh, with the major division games? Yeah, I always, I always look at the top one. So, um, you know, I want to see number one, when a team butts out, you got Delaware State. I guess they're going against South Carolina State, and then you got North Norfolk State um, going up against uh, uh, Coppin State. So I think that one to me is a key matchup. Um, uh, you got two kind of middle of the pack folks. I want to see are they going to stay in the middle of the pack? You also also look at statistics and like you see who's leading the pack and scoring. So I want to see how those two end up. Um, as well. Uh, so those are the two that really those two that stand out to me. 
With that being said, Charles, what are your thoughts in regards to some of these matchups here uh, on the MEAC side? I know on Monday, I think it gets really a little more interesting than Saturday games when you have Delaware State taking on Norfolk, North, North Carolina Central. Obviously, I like to see you, and I got to believe that Delaware State's going to get it done against South Carolina State, even though South Carolina State got that win over Central. Well, well, so be careful. So, I, I'd but, say don't sleep on South going? Carolina State. Yeah, I think you touched on the one that I was really looking at. I mean, when you take a look at Delaware State, 3-0 and start, best start in the past 17 seasons. So uh, that's just a big weekend in terms of uh, taking on South Carolina State that really knocked off uh, uh, knocked off North Carolina Central. Who saw that coming uh, last week? So uh, yeah. that should be a fun contest. And then uh, I think you guys touched on it. Uh, uh, with Norfolk State, Coppin State coming into Norfolk State this weekend. To me, again, you got to go against a tough Norfolk State squad. That's going to be, a, I think, a tough game for Coppin State to go in and try to steal one on the road. And then you have a chance to look at going into the SWAC, sticking with you, Charles. Um, obviously, we broke down the games in the matchup, same men's women's, uh, what that looks like. Uh, but you have different records in terms of who's at the top. Uh, Jackson State continues to be solid uh, as they're tied with Grambling State as well as Alabama State at four and one. Just behind them, uh, you have Arkansas Pine Bluff, Bethune Cookman quietly, along with Southern at three and two. Some of the bigger dogs, if you would, are those past teams that have played really well, are a little behind the mix there. It'll be interesting to see if they can throw some punches to get back into it. But fascinating what that looks like. But give me your thoughts in terms of the MEAC, I mean, SWAC matchups this week. Yeah, I, I, and I think that this will be a stern contest for uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, when you talk about uh, the Southern Grambling uh, during the Louisiana uh, uh, trip this weekend. Uh, you get an uh, opportunity to really see if Pine Bluff is really going to stick around, if they're going to be for real. I'm also very curious. Alabama State, they started out 4-1 in conference play. They do the Texas two-step this weekend. We know that will be tough with, with Texas Southern and Prairie View. Prairie View, impressive win. Over Jackson State last weekend, uh, Jackson State, great bounce back win over Texas Southern. So uh, this that'll be a, a great matchup, uh, I believe, Saturday on HBCU Go with Alabama State and Texas Southern. Uh, that's going to be a nice one. I'm with you. That's going to be fascinating. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of some key swag matchups for you? So I, I, I'm i looking at Grambling, and off to the start, they own about a, what, four, three-game winning streak. They've won five out of their last six. Um, they, they have Valley and then they have Pine Bluff. That'd be interesting to me. Uh, um, uh, to see, see how those two fare. Pine Bluff's playing, playing really tough. So I, I'll be interested to see how those two fare. You have what, three teams at three and two. And so that's Southern, Bethune Cookman and, uh, Pine Bluff. So I'd, I'd be interested. The other thing is, uh, Southern, um, Southern also plays, uh, Pine Bluff as well. So I'd like to see how that one comes out. That'll be interesting to me. Uh, if you look at two teams that are clawing in the middle, Alabama State right now is kind of sitting in the catbird seat. We'll see if they can hold it, but I want to see who's clawing in the middle. So that's Southern Pine Bluff. You know that, that that's going to be a dogfight in the middle with those teams that are three and those three or four teams that are three and two. Good stuff. Before we go to this next break and come back on the other side, I did want to give uh, some love to Tennessee State as they jump to the number one in the poll. They have a big game this weekend. They only play one. They don't play the Thursday night game tonight. They play on Saturday, 
fascinating to see what that looks like. North Carolina A&T is at, at the top of their poll on the women's side when we look at our independent program. So that's some fascinating things to kind of look at to see if they can push it. They have big games this weekend. North Carolina A&T on the men have gotten pretty impressive in terms of what they've done. They have some big matchups to really uh, make a statement, much like we were talking about uh, Delaware State potentially. They can do it in the Colonial. We'll see what that looks like mm-hmm. in terms of those times. Teams on the mid-major side, got to make sure we shout out Langston. They continue to roll. They play tonight. Can they maintain that momentum, staying undefeated? I don't see why not, but I always want to keep an eye in terms of the mid-majors. Some other programs are doing uh, pretty well over there. As I said, in terms of those uh, mid-major programs, it's interesting when you look at uh, the top teams there. I want to do it for the women quickly. Xavier, uh, it stays at five. Miles Golden Ladies uh, were not ranked, but they jump into it. Those Golden Bears down there, if you would, uh, at 53 is there. Undefeated in conference play, quietly in the West. Uh, Virginia State Trojans are still getting it done. One first place vote at 16 and two. Fayetteville State Lady Broncos are in the mix. And Russ Lady Bears are the new number one on the uh, women's side of the poll rankings this week. Let's jump up and look at the uh, men in terms of what's going on there on their side. Uh, fascinating in terms of those rankings, if you would, uh, who looks in the men's. A lot of things are changing. Told you the wild SAC, particularly in the East Division, that's going to go down the wire, it seems like. So I got to keep my eyes on that. But not any changes in the top five. Xavier, Louisiana, the Gold Rush do drop uh, one spot to five. Clark Atlanta. Panthers uh, move up to four. Benedict Tigers uh, at number three. Talladega Tornadoes are running in the GCAC, 16-1, and 8-0. And the Lions, as we said, are undefeated, looking good in terms of what looks like there. Talking about some football, we'll come back on the other side and we'll get into some football. I know we had the matchup that we focused on a little bit with Orange uh, Blossom Classic with Alabama State. Uh, North Carolina Central is going to be fascinating in terms of what that looks like. Andrew Body taking his talents to the Hornets. Got a new quarterback on North Carolina Central that played and earned a championship just two years ago. Going to be intriguing matchups, but we're going to turn the page and take you to Texas Southern to see if they can find a way to make a run. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban Nerd Con. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention, boy. Cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. 
This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We have none other than uh, Mr. Chris Dishman, the new head coach of Texas Southern University, as he was introduced on Tuesday at Shell Energy Stadium. Uh, robust interviews there. A lot of excitement going on with the new head football coach uh, taking on with the Tigers. How's it going? Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank, thank you guys for having me on. You know, the last two weeks, two weeks, things been pretty good. Our, our guys been a roller coaster. I know that you. No, I was saying my. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Myself, the coaches and myself has been out recruiting already, so we're just trying to bring more tight more people to the Tiger Nation. I appreciate you. I see you on the road getting in some recruiting. Uh, anything exciting to tell us about? Or do you want to hold <laughs> off a little bit on the recruiting and say you're going to surprise me in February? Yeah, I, I surprised you there mm-hmm. because we don't want to really give out a lot of secrets. You know, we had a we had a, we had an enemy in the building yesterday, so we don't, we don't, want, to them, we don't want to give them a heads up of what we're doing. And so uh, I think we have done a great job in recruiting. Uh, the coaches have been working um, tirelessly to, to get guys in here. But like I told our gentlemen, um, our players two two days ago, that the meat and potatoes of this team is already here. We don't need to go out and wholesale and do this and do that. We can win with the players in the room. So we just try to get pieces here and there, you know, before we can get out and win a championship. Because the first thing I told them is I want to win. Not just one game, all game. So when you go into the game with the growth mindset of you're going to win every single game no matter what goes what no matter what goes wrong you got to continue to push forward and continue to push for that w before we get in maybe a little bit of the staff i wanted to go back on tuesday and, and talk about coach bubba mcdowell obviously it's been all over the place now so all our followers know uh, that you played with the houston oilers you were there when uh, and played with bubba mcdowell and not to be outdone, you actually had Alabama State's head coach, Eddie Robinson Jr. on the team as well. Uh, just fascinating right. when you're making a mix and you take it out of the swag. A year later, as you leave and continue your career, uh, you have Eddie George that now is the coach at Tennessee State uh, as he's making moves with a lot of noise of his defensive coordinator. But talk a little bit about how unique it was. I'm not sure how many times you'll see at a press conference that the literally the rival <laughs> institution head coach is there. <laughs> Just to welcome you to the conference uh, and uh, exciting for the opportunity that you have in front of you. Well, you know, Bubba, you know, it's not, it's everyone knows, Bubba McDowell and I are like, we're like brothers. You know, he, well, he's the one pushed me to um, go, go take, go after the Texas Southern job. You know, he was, he was always, he heard anything, you heard anything. I said, no, nothing yet, no, nothing yet. And he's probably the second person I called. When I did hear I was getting a job. So uh-huh. him and I, you know, we, we, we're going to always be friends. We can compete against each other and but still have a friendly relationship, a brother relationship, brother, not a friend. We're not friends with brothers. No, no, I, I'm sure I appreciate you sharing that. It probably reminds those that have brothers. They remember playing in the backyard basketball or in your case, playing a little bit of football, throwing it out. And those battles got pretty tough back there. Now, when you came back in the house, mom made sure that y'all loved each other and sat at the table. So I can imagine we understand and can relate to the fact when it when it kicks off, whistleblows, Kobe's leather, it's time to get down. But before and after that, you know, certainly uh, have the brother relationship. With that being said, 
let me let the start of the show in a lot of ways that line this up. Charles, get in here and ask the question. Well, uh, welcome, uh, Coach Dishman, to uh, Dr. Fields Inside the HBC Sports Lab. And uh, even further, welcome to Texas Southern University. Thank you so much. Like I said, I'm I am so excited about getting started. You know, it's going to be, um, like I said, I've been coaching almost, not, not almost, I've been coaching 19 years. And you always dream of opportunity to become a head coach. And now that dream has came true. So each and every, you guys are going to get my best each and every day, you know, no matter what. I'm going to give you my best each and every day, and hopefully my best is good enough where we can win the championship. No doubt about it. And I want to kind of follow up on uh, Dr. Veal. He mentioned Coach Bubba McDowell uh, being there at the press conference. But I, I'm very curious, uh, how are those defensive meetings? Did did you guys know that you all had the makings of, of, of head coaches one day when you're talking about uh, Bubba McDowell, yourself, Eddie Robinson, all in those – uh, defensive meetings, uh, uh, especially around uh, defensive chalk talk. No, we didn't. At least I didn't. You know, um, when you when you plan, you don't really think about coaching. You just think about playing, uh, doing the best you possibly do at your position. And then as you as life goes on, you know, you think about coaching and think about other things. It's just how God works in great ways that He bring uh, four of us into the coaching world. But we got more. I think the Houston Oil is not. I'm not for sure about this, and we've had to look this up. But the Houston Oilers have more coaches than I think any other team. You have four. You have four already there. You have Steve Jackson, Marcus Robinson, Blaine Bishop. I think is coaching. So Ernest Givens was coaching for a while. So we have so many guys out there coaching. You know, so that's what made. I think that's why we such was a great team as players. Now we all turn into coaching. That's fascinating. I appreciate that. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Jump in there and ask the follow-up. Uh, yeah, Coach, uh, again, welcome. You see this this PB in the background, but we all family. So uh, <laughs> if you want to share any secrets, I, prob- I promise you- I won't tell anybody. <laughs> no, congratulations again. And um, I, I guess I want to ask a question. I, you know, your, your background – coaching background is extensive and you've had success, you know, in the XFL and the NFL. And one of the characteristics of your coaching experience has been the defensive success. So if I may ask, you know, going into this thing, what are some of the characteristics of your defensive philosophy that you've seen you've used in other places that that you plan to bring to TSU? If you could be, give me two or three of your nuggets, if you will. The, The same thing, being aggressive, being smart, uh, have high football IQ, um, no, try to get through a game with no penalties. It probably is impossible to get through the game without any penalties, but smart penalties. If a guy's about to beat you on a touchdown, it's okay to grab him. You know, it's okay to grab the receiver. But to, if he's not trying to beat you on a touchdown, don't reach out and grab receivers and get pass interference calls. Offsides penalties. Penalties that you can control, like offsides, um, trying to be a tough guy after the whistle, hitting someone after the whistle, those penalties you can control. Those penalties are called selfish penalties. You know, everybody want to be a tough guy after the whistle. Don't be a tough guy after the whistle. Be a tough guy during, during the whistle or before the whistle. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Coach. Coach, I wanted to follow up a little bit in terms of those penalties first. Um, and, and you hear that. And obviously it's important in coaching to to not be very penalized because it can hurt your team. Uh, over the years and experience going back 
back to when you started coaching in 2004 all the way to the present, you know, 20 years, as you said, experience in different capacities at different levels, uh, which is fascinating, almost too much to name in regards to people not understanding all the types of ways that you've seen football. Are there certain things that you can do in regards to players of, of putting in the position not to have a lot of penalties? Or is that something like you recruit that you can tell in, in terms of recruiting players that may not be penalized? Can you yep. take us a little bit inside the head coach's mindset of, of what does that mean when you say we don't want to create penalties? You have to stress them during practice. You have to make practice as hard as this possible. You got to stress mm-hmm. them. You got a hard count. You got to do different stuff. You got to run them on gases. Have them come back. Now let's run a play. You have to run them on uh, 440s, runs, now run around the track two or three times, then come back and let's make a play. Because when, you, when you're fresh, you don't make mistakes. You only make mistakes when you're tired. So we've got to stress the guys doing practice. Our practice is going to be very intense. We're going to tackle. We're going to hit. We're going to play football in practice. We're going to make sure that they understand where they have to be each and every time. It's not no old... I can get there. Uh, I got, I can almost get there. You got to get there. And we're going to stress our guys in practice. So I'm sure it's going to be kind of a rude awakening for those guys, but change is good. In mm. order to get, in order to, in order to win championships, you have to have change. You can't stay the same. So each and every day, every player have to improve on what they're doing. They got, they have to show me before they go out, out to practice. What are you going to improve on today? What are you going to improve over today? Because no one wake up and say, oh, you know what? I think I'll be second place. We always we always want to be first place. Well, I know defenses win championships, but offenses sell tickets. And when I say championships, obviously the first goal is a SWAC championship. And now you have the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. Not to brag, Coach, not to brag. But these gentlemen here, we've been in Atlanta since the celebration started. So we'll be there. We're going to look forward to see the Tigers get there as well. Uh, Mike will say, hold on, he wants the prayer view there. So that first Labor Day class goes some way and maybe deciding that. But anyway, with that being said, let's get to the offensive side. Sell some of these tickets. Let us know what's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball. Well, offensively, if if they score 10 points and the opponent scores 7 points, I think we that's that's a win for us. So we want our offense to score more points than the opponent scored. If the opponent scored thirty points, they have to score either thirty-one or thirty-two points. So we, so offensively, we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna have good sound um, offense, and the same thing is, is offense as well as defense. We're not jumping off sides, not having penalties that can hurt you. You know, if we in field goal range, and it's and it's third and four and third or whatever, let's say third and four. And then one of our guys jump off sides, that's a penalty. That's pushing us back and making it for a harder kick. So it's just playing smart football. You know, high football IQ guys will be able to make a win. And the quarterback taking care of the football. You know, no interceptions, no fumbles. And the running backs high and tight. The ball is supposed to be run high and tight. Put that ball underneath your arm and protect the football. Because studies have shown, I've done this, I did a study when I was with the Chargers that the team who win the turnover battle, win third down, and don't have no uh, selfish penalties, you should have you should come out with a victory. I remember that turnovers. Yep. Lacking the penalties. Third down. Uh, those are part of the key ingredients to winning games. And third, uh, with and that third, being said, 
Third down. Third down. Third down. Percentage. I'm gonna keep. A, I'm gonna keep my little chart this year in the swag. <laughs> and see if it works. In the swag, be like, look, yeah. I got the mess. I'm gonna make some money betting too. <laughs> <laughs> After I get about three fourths of the way through the season, Charles, go ahead and follow up. No doubt, real quickly, and you mentioned the, the meat potatoes uh, being there on campus now with Texas Southern. But uh, as you look at it now, what do you identify as uh, TSU football's most pressing need? Well. <clears throat> Like I said, I think we just get pieces in. You know, I think we'd be be a very good football team. And you guys be very proud of how these guys are going to work. You know, we start our strength and conditioning within another another week or so. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys getting up at 435 o'clock. You know, so they're going to be out. They got to get to bed at night before they can get up in the morning. Mm. You know, I'm a morning person. I've always been a morning person. I wake up four thirty-five o'clock. I say my prayers. After my prayers, I drink my coffee, and then I start my day. You know, so I'm expecting our young man to be morning people too. But not not everybody's a morning person. You know, but we're gonna have four a.m. runs. Oh yeah. You know, so we're gonna have five a.m. lifts. We're gonna have those lifts because it's mental. You know, ninety percent of football is mental. Ten percent mm. of it's only the physical part. Right. You know, we can teach you how to do the physical part, but we can't. Not, we can try to teach you the mental part, but you have to be. You have to be the coach of your own body. Players have to coach their own body. I can't mm. tell you when to go to sleep. I can't tell you stop eating that Big Mac. I can tell you to put nutritional drinks in your body and not the sodas and not the iced teas. Now, don't get me wrong. No. I like I see now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, you can't put, as a, but I'm not playing. So I can <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's a really good nugget in terms of understanding your body. Like, we can coach plays. We can coach you physically. We can bulk you up, take you down. But at some point, there's an ownership in a lot of ways, it seems, that you're talking about. And the ownership yes, is in your body. Um, and you can take that away from football in terms as you mature and age in life is the ability to really control those things you can control, but certainly important in sports and nonetheless football. Mike, go ahead and follow up with your question. We'll get Coach out of there. We want to make sure he gets a chance to finish up recruiting. We don't want him to have any problems saying inside the HBC Sports Lab – I was yeah. last kid I had no. one more talking, about, talking about they held me up. Oh, <laughs> I, I got to get there before Bubba McDowell get there. <laughs> yeah. So, so coach, I, I, I'll just go real easy with you. And we talked X's and O's, you know, you, you, you've, it, you know what it needs, you know, for your team, you know, but if, as you take a look at the swag, you look at the rivalries, you look at how the swag plays, you look at how the MEAC plays, you know, have you taken a look at the playing styles and, you know, what excites you the most going into this job? Is it playing tough defenses? Is it playing the rivalries? Is it a combination of the above? Uh, Sarah, you know, I'm the type of person, I take care of home. And I don't look at no one else, what they're doing or what they're not doing. I look at what the Tigers could do. So I've been so concentrating on what the Tigers can and cannot do. And that's where I'm attacking it. So if we have the, like I said before, if we have the more points than the other team, then it's called victory for us. And I'm just trying to get our guys to understand that 
we have to change our mindset of what we're doing. We have to change our bodies. And we have to make sure that we can't do what we did last year. We can't say, well, last year we did this. Well, last year is last year. Mm-hmm. We can't go back. We got to, from that point forward, we got to go forward. I'm a forward thinking person. So I'm not looking at any film last year. I'm not looking at any film two years from now. Everyone has a chance to play from a walk on to a scholarship player. Because spring ball would tell me exactly where you're going to be. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to stress them. I'm going to stress them doing spring ball. I'm going to stress them doing practice. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Okay. yeah we can hear you. I'd rather, I, I'm sorry. I'd rather for a person to break during practice than break during the game. Because we have time to correct him during practice. We won't have time to correct him during the game. No Absolutely. Well, Coach, right. we know your time is valuable. We appreciate you uh, giving some of that time today. We look forward. We'll be around for spring practice, so we'll get out there, get a chance to see a little bit of the Tigers and see how things are going. And we certainly want to get a chance to uh, talk with you uh, throughout um, the spring ball and then back in the season uh, to give some updates uh, about each of the games and coming up with that. So we look to follow up with you, Coach. Sound good, guys. I'm sorry I was late, but I appreciate you guys. I'll be on again, hopefully. Oh, yeah. No problem. We look forward to getting you back. I'll take our next break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll be right back after this last break. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, Visit us today to take charge of your learning. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to allow that. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. 
This is Dr. Mills inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike, you weren't able to join us on Tuesday, and they released the football schedule with some of the key matchup games, and, and so they have the holistic <clears throat> schedule. But wanted to ask you, and then Charles can chime back in, because it's always football season, and people always want to talk some football. Releasing these schedules at once was something I talked about during that 2021 inaugural season of the new expansion with 12 members. Uh, but it's upon us now, and shout out uh, to the SWAC, uh, as uh, Andrew, I believe, got this one right by breaking it down and releasing the schedule. So wanted to give you a thought to kind of give us your thoughts in terms of what are some big matchups that you're looking forward to and why. <clears throat> Don't, um, you, you know, I guess personally, Per, yeah, can you hear me? So personally, um, I, I noticed that 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 Prairie View has FAMU at uh, homecoming in the way deep in the month of November. So I thought that was interesting. Um, um, so that that'll that I'll, I'll I won't touch that one. So. I think the other one um, I would like to see is that's that. That's fascinating because you, you can let people in on that. Not only, obviously, uh, we played FAMU for homecoming in terms of Prairie View last year, so you return in the favor some way. But last year, homecoming for Prairie View was in November, but traditionally it's more of October, late October. Every exactly. three, four years you get it in November. So now it's in the November two years in a row. One is the new thing with the president coming in. It's something that maybe it'll shift. To November, but I'm fascinated uh, with that matchup as well. With FAMU coming to town, obviously there'll be a new coach, uh, and we'll see a lot of those matchups with new coaches this year. So I'm intrigued about that as well. Yeah, you see, you know the Jackson FAMU game. That's a a new deal. That's in October, as opposed to you know the leadoff game of the season. Looking forward to that game, but it's going to be different. It's in the middle. Of, it's close to the middle of the season. So that should be interesting. Um, uh, I, I I guess, and I, I think that one I, that one is where in uh, Jackson State, right? Yeah, it is in Jackson. Yeah, the Rattlers come to Jackson. Yeah, so oh, the Rattlers come to Jackson. Charles, what type so of attendance? Before I let Mike continue, Charles, what kind of attendance you think is going to happen for that game? Well, will the Rattler fan base get on the road? That's the question. But I, I think uh, easily you can get an easy 35 uh, uh, in the Jackson, especially, uh, you know, this, this game is starting to become a budding rivalry. And we'll, we'll see where the momentum of both teams is uh, by mm -hmm. that October game. So uh, it could it could go upwards of, of 40,000 because I, I think, you know, uh, playing in vet is going to be a hostile environment and, uh, for the Jack State fan base to not have to go down to Miami to to, to meet up with FAMU, uh, a little, little different states this year, a little little different cast of characters. So we'll see if that game uh, continues to hold the interest of the the SWAC fan base. Mike, before I let you finish and give a couple of more of key games, I do want to go back to the Orange Blossom Classic uh, since we're talking about it now having new teams since the FAMU Jackson State game has moved. You have Andrew Body right. coming in there. Versus North Carolina Central, so you get that Miac Swack Challenge thing going on, uh, where we always look forward to those kind of matchups. Uh, obviously, you have Trey Oliver, at coach over there, whose name uh, for some people was into the Florida A&M. He came back and later and said, "No, that was not the case." He talked to me and asked my opinion on that. 
But obviously, he won the National Black College Champion just two years ago. He's familiar with the time he spent in the SWAC. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the, not in, in attendance? That's a whole different question. But in terms of the matchup early on, what are your early, early thoughts in terms of that potential matchup? Oh, of which matchup? Uh, the Orange Blossom Classic with Alabama State and North Carolina Central. I, I think it'll be a fun matchup. Uh, you, talk, you talk about uh, a North Carolina Central uh, a team that has been to the mountaintop, uh, Black College National Champions, and Alabama State is a buzzworthy team, uh, no pun intended, uh, with regards to their upward trajectory. They uh, uh, finished second uh, in the SWAC East, right there behind FAMU. Are they able to make this uh, ascendancy to the top? And in a lot of ways, that game will be yeah. uh, a, a determinant uh, as to if Alabama State is for real because we know the type of team Trey Oliver is going to put, put out on the field. Uh, they're going to be a, a tough football team. And, and you can get a sort of an early look-see at what Alabama State is with a potential new quarterback. Yep. You also had a MEAC SWAC Challenge game, which will feature FAMU and Norfolk State. You have South Carolina State traveling to FAMU in terms of MEAC SWAC matchup. But again, looking at the conference schedule, last game or two, Mike, uh, what else has your interest? And I have one additional question I want to ask both of you all before we bring it to a close. Well, you took the you took my last one, and that was the 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 newly revised Orange Blossom Classic. Wanted to see how. Andrew Body was going to perform and, and see what I also want to see what the attendance, what the what the fan involvement is going to be like with the new with this new version of it. So uh, those are the three that kind of stand out to me. Sticking with you, uh, Mike, I want to ask this question. To me, it's going to be a challenge. Selecting like your order of finish coming into the swag, obviously the coaches and SIDs will do it. We'll do it as those. Um, pronosticators that talk football, but give us insight at least early. What are you starting to look for that's going to give you some indication of who you think coming into the year uh, for the fall at that time is going to be indicators that you're going to use for where you select your teams? <laughs> indicators, I, I, I would have to say one of the biggest questions we kept asking, even going back to Swag Media Day, who's leading the team? So you look to your leaders. Do they have a solid foundation in your leaders? Your quarterbacks, uh, what's your defense like? Uh, is it a returning defense? Is it a experienced defense? Uh, or is it a completely new one? Is it a 100% transfer portal? Or is it a combination of organic transfer portal? Those are indicators that I look to. The other ones I looked at, is it new coaching? Um, does this team have to do with a new coaching scheme, new coaching philosophy that could factor in, it may factor in in a positive way. It may take one or two years for that coaching to adjust, but that's a factor is to me, that's a data point, but the, the number one data point for me is the leaders. Who, who's your quarterback? Who's leading the team and what's your defense? Like who are the key leaders on that team? Are they solid? You can build the other, uh, core, pieces but uh it starts there that those are two key main data points for me mm. charles i saw you shaking your head in affirmation in regards to uh several of the things that mike said but i still want to give you a chance to respond what are some indicators that you're going to use are you aligned with mike or are you going to add some things or are you going in a different direction i think because of all the upheaval 
that we've seen in the SWAC this offseason, uh, coaching changes, transfer portal, uh, personnel changes. Uh, who are the teams uh, that show the most stability, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, what pieces are you bringing back on the defensive side of the ball? Who has a running game until these quarterbacks get up and going and get comfortable uh, within their system? So I'm starting to pay attention to, you know, a, a few of the pieces that are coming back. And if you have some things, uh, I, you know, it's a golden opportunity uh, for the meek to inherit the earth because I think this is going to be a, a wild, wild fall uh, when you take a look at everything uh, that has gone on within the swag. You're talking about coaching changes at, at Prairie View, Grambling, Texas Southern, FAMU. Uh, and, you know, it, it, there's going to be a golden key out there for somebody. Yeah, somebody's going to get a parachute, and, boy, they're going to ride it to a, uh, either extended contract, certainly put their name in the record book, uh, at least in terms of SWAC championship, and they might find a way to get it done with the national championship. So yeah. I'm fascinated. I think both of you all uh, are in line with my thoughts in terms of who's going to be the quarterback, which uh, for the most part we just don't know. Even with those watching Andrew Boddy uh, talking about what he brings to Alabama State, I think him not playing for a year – uh, I'm not sure how you could be that confident in terms of what he brings. To and, and I'm not ready to pencil him in as a starter there yet. Uh, that's even a bigger that's point. Even, that's a good point. You have to make. And I'm glad you put it out there because uh, people have just pretty much penciled him in. And I think there will be um, something to say, particularly spring ball, uh, uh, but certainly as you head into the fall ball. The other thing that is intriguing to me is you say it was defense. Um, who has a strong defense, who are able to keep many pieces from their defenses with the transfer portal, and who can add some key pieces yeah. uh, to that defense. Because with so many new coaches uh, bringing in offenses, uh, trying to start their offenses from last year uh, and mixing in with ultimately new signal callers, I think you'll see the offenses be slowed a little bit, particularly when they play tougher defenses. So those teams yeah. that are able to do it on defense – I'm aligned with that. But I like what you said, Charles, in terms of the opportunities. The other thing that's going to be fascinating to me is taking a closer look and see who are the home teams. Who's going to be able to take advantage of being home in that home crowd, particularly if you can get the band involved, as we always talk about. Who's going to be able to get a little extra push for those ancillary things that you may not need when you have a veteran type of coach or quarterback, solid defense, where it would travel. You know, defensive travel on the road. Now you don't necessarily have all that. Who's going to be able to take advantage of the fact that the schedule just happens to fall in their favor with either not having some of the what would be end up being the tougher teams on this schedule? And most certainly, who's going to be able to get those games at home and then find a way to, you know, at least split on the road, if not take a little more advantage of it? What does that look like? So that's something I hadn't quite heard of. And I looked at last year, I think it played a role, but I think it's going to play even a bigger role this year. So I like the points you make. Uh, but with that, let's put a pin on it. I had to get in some football talk. That's just what it, the money says around here and what it is, especially when you drop a schedule. Charles laughed and he said it. Hey, man, it is what it is. Let it rock and roll. Uh, uh, viewers were talking about the game, so I said let's bring it back and get Mike's chance to talk about it and get your final thoughts, Charles. Appreciate it. With that being said, I want to say thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share your our podcast, streaming platforms with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadikaville, the dean of HBC Sports. 
coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoyed. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. You know we'll be right here, so we need you here. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyattaville, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, uh, <clears throat> X now, formerly known as Twitter, as I'm tired of saying that, Facebook, YouTube, inside the HBC Lab, it is what it is. I still like to call it Twitter. It is Twitter. It's what your mama's call it, Twitter. That's what I'm going to call it, Twitter. <laughs> Dream big, continue to move forward. But I look forward to seeing both of y'all tomorrow evening. We're going to celebrate and get it done. It's been a wild first week, but I'm made for it, so I appreciate y'all. With that being said, we'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.